morning, Tom, and welcome to the Christmas edition of our Microsoft Teams update. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Rob. How are you? Very good, thanks. I'm sporting my Christmas hat this morning. So, I know. Uh, I feel a bit left out now. I'm going to have to get myself a Christmas hat. <laughs> no problem. It's a little bit itchy, actually, so <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Anyway, today um, I'd like to just quickly mention our last pod, which was the Microsoft Ignite uh, event update. So uh, I'd like to refer listeners, what you know, viewers, back to that uh, you know update because there were so many features in that uh, session there. So seven new features came through. Microsoft Business Voice was announced at Microsoft Ignite. Uh, you know, the, the, the new kind of small business package for, from Microsoft. So that was really exciting. Plus loads and loads of new features, including private channels, pop-out windows, poly collaboration bars, and Project Cortex talking about AI over your data. So there's lots of updates in that last. Uh, yeah, up- loads. I think the business voice is a huge deal. It didn't get a huge, huge session at Ignite because it's only Canada and UK at the moment. So it's kind of a yeah. almost a dry run. But you know, for us being in the UK. That's a really good testing ground and, and it's gone Canada and UK because they were both markets that had lots of SMB that wanted this functionality. So I would expect to see it early next year in other countries for sure. Yeah, well, one question that's kind of on my mind there, Tom, and you might be able to answer is, you know, we're a small business here at UC today and, and we're on the E3 package. So it almost seems a little bit too too much, but that's what we had to do to be uh, a, micro, a full Microsoft Teams phone system house. So. Is there, have Microsoft got a plan around getting, you know, uh, organizations like ourselves that are in this kind of situation onto a, you know, the new plan or? Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not super incentivized to encourage you to go down a cost level, obviously. So they're not going to spend a lot of time chasing you to, to spend less money. But you're the anomaly in terms of small businesses that you really wanted the conferencing and telephony. So you you upped your plan. Most SMBs are on the business edition. You get so many features for comparatively so little money. That's really their target is to go back to those businesses and not direct even. It's all via CSP and via partners. So their vision is to have both the small partners, but really the big carrier partners that sell through to small businesses, just to ring them up and be like, hey, you're already buying Office 365 through us. Why don't we add telephony and conferencing to that? Um, it's the only way Microsoft can scale is through partners in that space. They're not going to go direct for that kind of stuff. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's good to know. So anyway, let's talk about what's happened recently, because you know, in the world of Microsoft Teams, things happen every month, uh, which is it always amazes me how agile such a big company like Microsoft are. So, you know, let's let's go through the updates. Uh, what's top of the list? I've got 20 million daily active users. Tell us yeah. more. Yeah, so this was announced uh, after the last pod, sort of late November time, but Microsoft have formally put out the numbers to the market. They have 20 million daily active users. So obviously there's more on a weekly and monthly basis, but those are users that are engaged in the product every single day Um, and they also said they've got 27 million voice and video meetings on the platform so giving you an idea of just the level of real engagement they're getting with real users it's phenomenal isn't it and then that's quite a big chunk of the office 365 user base now using teams 
Yeah, well, I mean, so the, I mean, the funny thing is, it is. I mean, it's a big number, but there's 200 million active Office 365 monthly users. So not daily active, monthly active, but still. So that's only 10% of the user base of Office 365, the current user base, using it daily. So there's still lots of room for growth there. Um, and you'd expect over time, as they more aggressively push teams into the Office 365 user base, those numbers to just keep going up. Well, absolutely. We're business voice now, you know, out and available and, you know, soon to be rolled out into other countries. I can only imagine that traction speeding up even even more. So amazing, amazing uh, performance from Microsoft there. So in terms of, um, you know, competition, uh, and it kind of leads us nicely into kind of next thing on our list, really, that we, we talked about previously. But, you know, uh, talk to me about Slack and, you know, Slack and Microsoft seem to have a bit of a bum fight going on at the moment, but what, what's happened recently? Yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, there's definitely a bum fight there and Slack's messaging has changed a lot over the years. I mean, it's obviously, I'm, I live in a biased world, so I consider it what it is, but you know, the, the welcome to the competition three years ago, you look at um, Slack now and they're trying to position themselves as significantly different from Teams. So the, the, they had their Q3 earnings call uh, and one of the things the Slack CEO specifically said was he forecasts 50 million active Teams users in the next six months and 100 million in the next year. Um, I think those numbers might be a bit aggressive in the timelines, but he's obviously trying to get ahead of the news and change the conversation. So he's like, look, Microsoft are going to win on seat count and active users, but we're significantly different because of other metrics that favor the way we look at the world. Um, so it's interesting to see them, A, directly confirm again that they see Teams as you know a big consideration for their growth, but they're trying to position that even though uh, I think 70% of their big customers are also Office 365 customers, they're still confident that their experience can make people want to pay for Slack rather than taking Teams, even though the customer's already got access to Teams. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very interesting to watch. You know, even the, the most recent kind of OK Boomer uh, slant that was. Uh, you know, banded about on the news and in some yeah, <laughs> that was, it did make me uh, chuckle. Yeah, and, and and there's some there's some validity to what they're saying in the sense of they were first to market, so customers that adopted them really wanted to work in collaborative chat workspaces and really got that culture. You know, marketing teams, dev teams, that tends to be the core, like people that already get the value of working in a chat space. So actually, Microsoft are targeting everybody. So lots of people, that's a big cultural change. So if you look at Slack's user base, it wouldn't surprise me that on average, more Slack users are using collaborative chat rooms than Teams users. But that's not really the question. The question is like, which ones are enterprises going to pay for or use that sustains your business to the valuation your business is? Um, and that's the, the big question. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So I think that's going to be uh, another good one to watch as we go into the, the new year ahead. But uh, certainly... Slack and Microsoft Teams, you know, together in the news, we've seen a lot of it this year so far. Let's move on to uh, the next one. So you mentioned calling and meetings on Citrix BDI. Yeah, this is uh, just literally uh, announced a couple of days ago. So Microsoft Teams has supported being on VDI and VDI is 
virtual desktop infrastructure. So you have a local sort of dumb thin terminal and all your compute is done remotely in a data center or in, in Microsoft's cloud. It's a really common model in like some professional services and some FinServe and other places where they, they, they like the idea of keeping all their experience centralized and having dumb terminals on the desk. Um, but that model works well for general computing, but for audio and video, having all your audio and video remote is not a great experience. The network implications are bad. So Microsoft had this in Skype for Business. They work with partners in this space to have a VDI support that has local media, even though the compute is in the data center. And that's what's been announced now. Citrix are the first certified partner to have full audio, video and meeting support, even though you're in VDI. Right. That is interesting because I've worked with Citrix over the years and a long time ago. But, you know, I can imagine that, you know, that, that fraught with, you know, challenges. And I'm, I'm a bit out of date with Citrix nowadays, but, um, you know, real time voice and video across Citrix. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a, a bit of a square peg round hole scenario like i want the video and audio to come the most logical network route and my my desktop is sitting hundreds of miles away thousands of miles away in the data center somewhere so fundamentally it's quite challenging what's good this time round in in skype for business um microsoft took a lot of activity in the vdi space in this instance what microsoft has done is basically said it's all going to be web rtc it's all going to be api driven and you citrix are responsible for the media bit of the solution so they've 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 created the ownership much uh more clearly that citrix will be responsible for it and your vmware will be coming microsoft will have their own first party version of this with azure desktop stuff in the cloud so it's all web rtc it's all a bit more standards based i'm hoping that leads to a better and more supportable experience in teams yeah and and just an, another way of, you know microsoft demonstrating their their commitment to to teams isn't it you know just you know making building these partnerships making it work in these environments you know there's virtually nowhere it's not going to work so yeah and, and it's one of those areas where it's a niche section of the market but a profitable section of the market very often um, and i'm not sure it'd be interesting on the other part actually i'm not sure where cisco or the other vendors are at with that they've dabbled in that space but do they have current you know webex teams type solutions for vdi i'm not sure where they are with that yeah and that leads me nicely on to kind of linux uh and linux is something i don't know very much about at all so could you tell us what's just happened you know around microsoft teams and linux yeah so so linux uh is a super super popular computing platform but it's mostly back-end servery type stuff but there are a, a, a decent amount of people that use linux on the desktop and it tends to be developers or it tends to be um, a kind of niche users in the organization that have a specific requirement to run linux sometimes edu but i mean rarely it's mainly developers um but Slack has a good solution here and Microsoft didn't have a first party solution. So you could use a web browser, but Microsoft have plugged the gap now with an actual genuine client, a full user experience on Linux that supports audio, video meetings. Um, so nice to see Microsoft supporting multiple platforms, just like they do on mobile, but also this plugs a competitive gap where even if 5% of your users use Linux, that's a very important 5% and you wanted to give them a good client experience. Yeah, they're ultimately not going to want to give 
slack a, a differentiator there either, are they? <laughs> no, no. And, and just generally, Microsoft are being more open to cross-platform now. I mean, there's lots of Linux compute on Azure as well. So Linux is not the enemy anymore like it was under the Balmer years. It's like, well, cool. As long as you're using our stuff, if you want to use that, that's cool. If you want to use iOS, that's cool. If you want to use Android, that's cool. Just use our cloud, use our productivity stack. That's what they really want. Yeah. And we saw that in Microsoft Ignite, you know, last month, didn't we, with, you know, more and more kind of interop uh, integrations with you know you know provide other competitive providers such as zoom and cisco yeah yeah same on the video space like everybody's being a bit more mature about look it's a uh, a multi-vendor world out there even if you go all in on teams your partner organization may go all in on zoom and you want to be able to join their meetings obviously so it, i i mean you can't give nadella all the credit of this but he certainly spurred on a change in microsoft where they were more pragmatic about where they can win and how they can deliver for their customers and not just it must be our phones it must be our desktop it must be windows they've been a lot more uh, open to meeting customer requirements where they are yeah I, I think it's great to see and i think the more you know they collaborate the more they integrate you know the better it is ultimately for the for the end user and the, and the customer organization too so absolutely yeah. mm. right last but not least skype for business service cu2 tell us more yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, the, the news is there's not much news. Uh, if you're running Skype Business Server 2019, this is the latest update patch. Uh, the, there's no significant new features, which is exactly what we would expect. Microsoft have said multiple times that there won't be new features. So it's just lots of fixes. The one thing to look out for is this formally blocks what's called try existence. So try existence is running three different versions in the same customer or the same environment. So you're running 2013 and 2015 and 2019. That's always not been supported, but quite often customers would, not quite often, that's unfair. Occasionally customers would bend the rules on that because it mostly worked. But now when you try and add another server and you've got three versions in play in your environment, it will actually block you and say, hey, you need to tidy this up. You can either have 2019 and 2015 or 2019 and 2013, but not all three in the same customer. Okay, so you could, you could potentially get caught out there if you've got a bit of a, a mixed bag of Service. Yeah, it often happens like, say, franchise organizations, for example, multinationals, they might devolve IT responsibility. So one of the franchise or one of the countries might be like, we want to be on latest to greatest, we're going to throw some money at this. But then the trailing one will be quite happy on 2013, has no intent, it tends to pay extra support. So for orgs that, I mean, this is all IT now with the cloud as well, for orgs that are devolved in terms of their IT decisions, they're being increasingly pulled together to say, no, this is a global strategy. Um, it's, a, it's a niche use case, but what's interesting is that's never been supported since the beginning of time, but now they're actively blocking it. So maybe they found an edge case issue where they're like, we want to formally block this, or maybe they're just trying to make the support line more obvious by physically not allowing customers to do it. Sure, sure. Well, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, going into next year, I'm sure we'll see more and more from Microsoft on the, you know, kind of... <laughs> server front in a way not as you said more updates uh, more fixes and, and that kind of thing but you know are they going to make you know any more announcements potentially around the server edition uh, i can't see it. i mean if you look at ignite like 
you, you wouldn't know Skype Business existed other than one stand that was a how to get from Skype Business to Teams. They also financially incentivize anybody moving from server to Teams with a 15% licensing discount in the cloud. Like they solidly want you in the cloud. Doesn't change the support stance, doesn't change the support timeline. You could still go to 2025 quite happily on server if that's your thing. Um, but Microsoft and Microsoft will keep you patched and secure because that's their commitment. But they're even if they could backport features, mostly which they can't because they're using cloud computer microservices. But even if they could, they are definitely not incentivized. They want you on that cloud journey for sure. Mm. No, good. Well, thanks for the update, Tom. I mean, go, looking forward into next year. We're, you know, do you expect to see more uh, regular updates from Microsoft around Teams? Do you think it's going to slow at some point? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, like the team, the product team has got a lot, lot bigger over the last year. I mean, it's a, it's a fully fledged, you know, massive product now with 20 million people using it every day. Uh, so, like the, the level of consideration and testing and stuff does mean that things are slightly slower than they were in your year one where it was just like throw things out see what happens um but there's still lots and lots of stuff to do the bit the big things for me going into q1 are compliance recording like that is a huge unlock for lots of regulated industries um i think we'll see more and more industry specific features like microsoft seem to be going hard on industry first line worker healthcare that kind of thing but no i don't i don't think it will slow up just because they seem so committed to, to getting this right for customers. There's there's more and more to add there. It'll be interesting to see what we get next year, really. Yeah, it will be. And, and I'm equally excited about what that roadmap's gonna deliver, um, especially up and down the market segments as everyone becomes more, uh, or certainly the appetite grows for, for, for cloud phone systems and cloud collaborations. So mm, interesting times ahead. Well, Merry Christmas, Tom. I wish you all the very best for New Year and uh, we'll be back in January. Yeah, yeah, have a good one and I hope all the listeners have a good one and yeah, we'll be back next year with all the news as always.